0: Talks live. live every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul
1: Moyer. Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer here at Century Link Field every Thursday, 7 o'clock on 710 ESPN. And now me and Paul get to talk that talk.
2: My favorite part of the show. Right? I
1: enjoy this, Except when
2: I have Clayton in the opposing preview and when we open up. But this is – So all this
1: segment's prior – Okay. This is my favorite part. So what we saw, what we need to see. What we saw, I'll tell you, I saw an offense that is starting to open up in the run game. Chris Carson had 16 carries for 80 yards. I saw DJ Dallas get a couple of carries, and I really like what I saw out of him. He had four touches, but every touch he had, I was like, ooh – that's one of those ooh plays, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm grabbing something. I'm like, Oh, what, what this young guy has some talent. He caught the rock, he ran the rock. I see receivers who can get it done. I saw DK catch a smoke screen and make a guy miss. A guy his size should make guys miss, he just runs through them. He showed like, Okay, uh, if I, I need to
2: 33 yard, we're on three, a little hitch route, you know, no, it, it probably wasn't a yard throw.
1: No, it was smoke. He took one step, turned around, yeah. got it to him, made a guy miss, got a By field. I
2: think that was a, a uh, uh, RPO on that. think so? Yeah. It, fact, I think we, we're going to play this one later. I started to watch it more and more. Man, that whole thing, everybody was blocking uh, downfield. The receivers, the offensive linemen. I, and I watched Dwayne Brown at the end kind of look back like, we're, you know, so yeah. And that the one person who knew it was coming to him was obviously Russell and DK, I guess two people so I think it was an RPO though
1: that's the great thing about RPOs is that no one knows what's going to happen Therefore, you just do what the play says to do. Like You go ahead, you block this guy, you get there. You turn around, you look for the football. The only person who really knows what's going on is Russell Wilson. That's probably how you have to coach like sixth, seventh graders, right? You just do what you're supposed to do. Don't worry about anything else. We're
2: doing that play later, right? Yeah, so we'll talk about it because uh, there's some stuff to that that I saw. Let me ask you this, and so we're talking about the uh, offense. How good is this whole line? I, and, and, and give me – maybe go back to – and just talk to me about this O-line. I was
1: asked this question earlier this week. Where are you? And I say the offensive line in Russell Wilson, it's a group project, I feel like. Now, in a group project, you have that one kid who's going to study, who's going to lead the charge, who's going to organize it. He's going to be the talker. That's Russell Wilson. And you have the other guys who are good at something, and they just contribute. Now, this offensive line is playing better than previous years, but I also feel like Russell Wilson is such in control of the group project Mm -hmm. that he makes them look better than what they really are. They are better than last year. Now, the bar was set pretty low last year, but they are better than last year. But I think Russell Wilson makes it go, and I think that – the contributions from the O-line are going to start getting greater and greater every single week. I think they've been playing better.
2: So let me expand on that. All right. Um, You say they're better than last year, but you kind of like not that much better. But break it down, run game, pass protection. I mean, right now, I mean, Russell's averaging like 3.1 seconds a throw or something. I mean, it's ridiculous at times. So just break it down, uh, run last year, pass this year. All
1: right, when it comes to pass this year, um, his right side, I feel, is a lot more secure than it was last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like... Russell is stepping up in the pocket, and he's keeping his eyes down the field like a veteran quarterback. But I feel like that right side feels pretty good. That left side is going to be fine. Dwayne Brown, your potty, as long as he's healthy, he's good to go. Now, as far as the run game goes, I don't think we've even seen what they're really capable of doing because they haven't really asked these guys to do much. This is a zone run-type team right now. They don't pull a lot of guards. They don't don't GT pull that stuff. They say, look, put a man on a man, get to the second level, and go. So I think that as the season goes along – I'll see more from these guys in the run game, but I focus on the pass game, and I think that the right side is secure. And Russell is a is patient, and he's patient and he's on time at the same time. It's weird. It's like yeah. he's not going to force anything, um, but he's going to make the right decision. He he's making them look better than what they are. I think.
2: Yeah, and he knows when to get rid of it on time. Yeah, and then he also realizes, hey, I've got six guys in, we've got these protected i'm i'm gonna extend and let these deep routes go as well i, I, I think it's been pretty he runs the numbers he runs the numbers it's it's um yeah it's impressive yeah i mean russell is playing at a level it's just it's it's insane to me
3: well one sec bump so you talk
0: about the right side of the line the difference here right is we're talking about can you not hear me no you sure what? yeah
2: you're well on. No.
0: you're on
1: well is he on he last last week he hopped in and we couldn't hear him, but yeah, but it was, it was on. on. Yeah,
2: okay, well, never mind then. So uh, <laughs> go 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 ahead then.
1: Never mind, Paul. You you break it down to me.
2: No, I I the reason why I'm I'm throwing it out there. I I think our offensive line is so good, and why we're running or throwing the ball so much is the protection. I think we can run it all day. Matter of fact, one of our colleagues today, I won't call him out. He said we need to run it more. I'm like we're we're scoring over 30 points every game. Do we really need to run it more? I mean, it really is a byproduct of what the other teams doing to us, right? If we can throw it, like if we throw it 60 times, don't run it once and score 40 points, we don't need to run the ball. Yeah. But do we do we need to run the ball more?
1: Now, I think if there's a need to run the ball more, it's just to get a guy like Chris Carson just keeping him engaged cuz you get down to the goal line there's a couple of times Week one through three, they got down to the goal line and they're tossing it. And now, now, if I'm a running back, we're doing all this work, we're grinding, to get down there. It's my time to shine and let me finish this off. So I feel like if there is a reason to run the ball, it's to kind of keep the morale of that running back room up.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just called efficient running. You know, we're we're we are different. We're a different team. It's a different philosophy. It's not about controlling the clock anymore. Um, It's about let's go ahead and score. It's really interesting. I think in the past we've been a team that said let's reduce the amount of possessions for the other offense. Let's play great defense. And now I feel like it's almost the opposite. Like, no, let's just get back out there. Let's get our offense as many opportunities as possible. We're going to score points. And I'm almost to the belief of this is where philosophy comes. This is what would be an interesting conversation with Pete Carroll and, and Ken Norton is, hey, Go ahead and take some chances. Mm-hmm. And, and if, you, if they score quick, I, we, I don't care. We, we want to get right back on the field. We're going to score again anyways. That's a completely different mindset than what we've had in the past.
1: Okay, so now we're, we talked about what we saw in this offense. And you say they don't need to run the football. So offensively, what do we need to see? Is there anything that we need to see offensively? <laughs>
2: We're scoring over – we scored over 30 points every game. So we're good. Uh, So, no, we're not – so what can we improve on? How's that? I I think the running game's there. If you want to let us run the ball 30 times, I I think we can have 150, 200 yards. I I believe that. We've got to convert more in third down. It's the one weakness we've had, which is kind of surprising. But I also get it. I mean, third downs are – are weird. I mean, it's just sometimes you feel pressure on it. Sometimes you you're running routes always to the sticks. Um, you're gonna have to mix that up a little bit. There's other teams that say, "Hey, fine, we're, we're gonna we're gonna give uh we're, we're gonna convert at thirty percent. We're gonna force you at thirty percent, but we may give up a touchdown on one of those." So there's just that cat and mouse chess game where we are in the field and in, in the game. What are they doing? But we're completing, I think, thirty eight percent. Where it's pretty low, which Thirty-eight percent used to be middle of the pack, by the way. Thirty-eight <laughs> percent now—you're almost at the bottom. Yeah, uh, there was—I uh, can't remember. I think the Cowboys—they were com- converting over fifty percent on third down. That was unheard of. That was—that was impossible in the old days. But now it's—it's it's happening. So I, that would be my one. If we could do that, because there's really not been very many teams that have stopped us. We've stopped ourselves with penalties, a few drops here and there, um, you know, a couple weird. You know interceptions, but other than that, I think we're we're awfully good.
1: So now I go over to the defense. All right, bring it on. And now what I think, or what I want to see from that defense, or need to see, I should say, to stick with the the theme of this whole thing, is uh, it's not a secret. Just more sacks. It's simple as that. Because they're getting quarterback knockdowns. They lead the league. They're getting turnovers. Second, in, uh, second in the league in turnovers, especially interceptions. Six interceptions. Seven is the next best. So they're right there. Now you throw the football and because they're getting interceptions, it leads me to believe that the pressure is getting to the quarterback. Cause most intercepts, the interceptions are Aaron throws mm-hmm. because the pocket is collapsing on them. Right. I just need to see more sacks. Now we started the season in the middle of the pack when it came to sacks. Now I think the leader's like at 17 sacks, and we're like at six, you know, yeah. seven. Um, so it's the same old story to me it, before Miami. I would say, I need to see the linebackers get more depth and really understand the route combinations and, and, tipped the football. We we saw Car- Cody Barton tip the football. We saw KJ get his hands on a couple. Bobby was close. But after this, I'm just like, okay, well, I feel like that's fixed. The back end is fixed. We got two picks last week. Should have had
2: four. Should have had four. Maybe
0: five.
1: Yeah, but defensively, I'm like, just get after the quarterback. What do you need to see?
2: Yeah, sacks are kind of like interceptions. Sometimes they're just hard. You know, Miami coming into the game, he'd only been sacked five times. Mm -hmm. You know, so the ball's coming out quick. He gets back. He's throwing it. He doesn't care. Once he hits his back foot, talking about Fitzpatrick, it could be a dump off to the back. It could be you know just a, a three yard hitch route. They're they're hard at times. To me, I just want to see the, the pocket collapse. I want to see the ball come out on time because now I can divide again d- d- uh, design my defense around it, my pass defense. So I'm okay with that. I want to see quarterback hits. I want to see, you know, I don't want them holding the ball for 2.83 three seconds. That's bad. Um, I, I feel better about where we're going on, on defense. And, again, if we could take the fourth quarter away, I know we can't. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have something for Sunday. What we give up uh, first first quarter, second quarter, third quarter amount of yards and first downs and fourth quarter, the fourth quarter, we we just got to figure out something philosophy wise. But I bet there's not one team in the NFL right now who's had a double digit lead every single game this year but the Seahawks.
1: As usual, we got it all figured out. We do. just listen to Michael Bumps and Paul Moyer, and we're good to go.
2: I'll get our <laughs> podcast numbers later.
1: There we go. Coming up next, we'll go inside the film room and revisit the biggest plays from the Seahawks' victory over the Dolphins. That's right around the corner right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Seattle. You're
1: listening to Hawks Live on Michael Bumpers along with Paul Moyer every Thursday right here on 710 ESPN. Hey, Paul, that was Will Smith getting jiggy with it. That song they were playing. Wait, right
2: you there. think I don't know I'm Will just, Smith?
1: Just in case, just in case. Was that? Did, did you know that though? Were you even born when they were doing that? Seriously, <laughs> getting jiggy in two thousands? Come on, man. I was was in in Two thousands. How old were you? Doesn't matter. But I was. <laughs> you were in diapers. No, Paul. I'm an 80s baby. I wasn't in diapers.
2: Well, I mean, some people wear diapers to like 16, (laughs) 17. You never know.
1: All right. Well, let's get jiggy with these plays then, Paul. (laughs) The first play we're going to look at is Russell Wilson finds David Moore on a 57-yard touchdown set up. Excuse me. Let me try that again. Russell Wilson finds David Moore on a 57-yard setting up a touchdown before the half.
3: Four-man rush on first and ten. Now Russ is going to scramble left. Looks, going to let it fly downfield. Got a man out there wide open making the catch. David Moore knocked out of bounds at the five-yard line. Russell Wilson extends the play as he does. And David Moore just got wide open down the near sidelines. And Russ laid it out there perfectly, throwing left, rolling left that is, and throwing with his right arm a 69-yard hookup.
1: I'm going to leave that to you.
2: No, I, I, I was thinking this is perfect for you. you. You want to leave it to me because it's a complete bust by the defense. Exactly. Here's what's impressive about this. though so, there was about 24 seconds left on the clock. And the offensive coaches went to Pete and said, we, we want to push this. Mm-hmm. We think we can score. There's 24 seconds left on the clock. Most people are running it. Let's see if we can have a play. And we, we had David Moore on earlier, and we asked him about this play. And he said, we were trying to work the middle of the field just so we get some yards, maybe get to midfield. And I think they were just hoping maybe they'd get a field goal. Yep. Uh, we got three wide receivers to the right. Uh, it, it's just a bust. It's a th- I, I think it's a three-deep zone. They dropped the safety on the weak side, which I have no idea why they did this. There's nobody over there. Uh, but this is just a dumb defense, and the left—or excuse me—the right corner goes on an in route when David Moore, the outside receiver, runs a go. I don't even know how to explain this, other than. Most of the time the guy has one more chance for he's on the street. But I, I think, again, what, what's so great about this play is it's Russell Wilson always looking downfield, always looking to push the ball. David Moore, who wasn't the primary, we asked him about that. There was, probably was Freddie Swain or somebody in the middle or it could have been Olson. But you never quit with Russell Wilson. Every guy is live in the play. And this is huge. I mean, this ends up becoming a touchdown.
1: This is why you always run your routes hard because you never know, especially in this office, you never know when you're going to get the football. Now, to me, I look at this defense, it's supposed to be a three-deep zone. That corner took the bait. I want to say Olsen had two or three catches prior to this on that same route, and he's trying to do someone else's job. One of the main things my coaches told me growing up, do your job. Don't worry about his job. Don't worry about their job. Do your job. This corner is trying to be a hero. He jumps on Greg Olson's route, which is about a 10 15 yard end. It's a tight end.
2: It's a tight end. There's 24 seconds left in the half.
1: And what does Russell do? Gets outside the pocket, extends the play, makes the defense pay for their mistake. Easy catch by David Moore. All David Moore does is catch goal balls anyway. So there you go. What do you call him? Demo swag, baby. There you go. Demo swag. All right, the next play. Shaquille Griffin intercepts Ryan Fitzpatrick, setting up a Chris Carson touchdown.
3: First and ten. Fitzpatrick is going to throw inside. Both picked off. It's Shaq Griffin. Here he comes. Back to the right side. Across the 40. Down to the 35. Knocked out of bounds by the Seahawks bench. Inside the 35-yard line. Shaq Griffin comes up with his second interception in as many weeks. Fitzpatrick throws his second pick of the day. And the Seahawks are back in business to really salt this away with 4.16 left to play. Man, this is good
2: stuff. So... You asked about sacks. Mayoa comes off the left edge here, and fantastic rush. Push pressure on Fitzpatrick. He's got to step, step up, make throw. But this is a three-man rush. Uh, Shaquem is kind of a spy. Maybe he's looking for a check down here as well. Because you know Fitzpatrick did did run the ball well. I mean he he could scramble. But this is when I'm starting to feel. Shaq Griffin, mm-hmm. because this is a three-deep zone. It's it's kind of a classic where they're, they're running kind of a, what we call a skinny post or what we, a skinny route right on the numbers. Um, he, he trusts his instincts. He undercuts this thing hard. Now, some coaches say, don't go until that ball's thrown. He's starting to break about the time the ball's thrown. This is just a fantastic interception. Uh, by the way, i got to give props to K.J. Wright on this, too. He yes. reads this route. They've got three wide receivers to our left. K.J. immediately opens up to it, oh. and he runs with this deep crossing route. And this one of our weaknesses. Um, this is when I feel like we're starting to understand these, these pass concepts better.
1: Yeah. I look at this play, and defensively, it's beautiful. You mentioned K.J., I look at Bobby. Bobby has eyes in the backfield. He drops to his zone. He tries to get a hand on it. Ugo Amadi has the flat. He reroutes number 2, gets to number 1. Shaq saw number 1 go in. And he's like he's no longer my responsibility. Now I get to freelance yep. a little bit. He saw number 1 go in, locks on number 2 and then rolls the dice and rolls 7 on the come out. This lets me know one th- this is one of the or this is one of the plays that I watch and I'm like, this defense is understanding what they're looking mm-hmm. at. And if they can continue to play like this, they're gonna be tough. Now, I would love to be out there and hear the communication. In 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 over the top. You know, just this that type of stuff that people don't get to hear that now it's not like basketball where you're gonna be able to talk to each other the whole, yeah, it's very the whole gentle, play. Right? It's it's a little bit here. In you it's, know it's,
2: it's 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 um how would I describe it? It's it's um I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the word. It's it's like more of association. Yeah. You, you say something. I didn't really hear the end. I just uh-huh. heard a sound, right? Which uh-huh. means you're talking to me. Which I, I said, okay. I've got an in route a shallow in route with that uh, in, uh, outside receiver. It, so there's that kind of communication because yeah, I'm not having a conversation yeah. with you. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's it's a different language. But you're right. And and as weird as that is, you you pick that up as an offensive guy. To teach that to defensive guys, sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. You know, it's just, again, it's hey, chemistry. You got an out route. What? what hey, you've got an in co- or a turn coming in b- behind that. You know, uh, you got a, what we just call a China or a little uh, dagger move. Oh, you got a seven route behind. You know, you just start picking up on that. And then once you start reading that early, that's when interceptions came. I got a lot of interceptions from that.
1: <laughs> Flex <laughs> on them, Paul. Flex on him. Let's Speaking of flex, this next one's a big flex. A big boy flex. His yeah. next play, Russell Wilson, his DK on a quick that takes 32 yards after a stiff arm.
3: And a slot far side, quick throw far side. Ball is caught by Medcalf. Makes one man miss. That's out of a tackle. Turns up field. Down the sidelines. Knocked out of bounds by about the five-yard line. I think he was knocked out of bounds. He was, but down to the One. He actually stayed in bounds that long stride of his, and he stepped out of a tackle back near the 25 and just raced down the sidelines on the right side, almost scored. It's going to be first and goal, Seahawk.
1: Now, Paul, you pointed something out to me that I didn't really see prior to you saying that. You said there was, this was an RPO. This, this might have been just a check with me. Could be. Because just the the wait, way wait. this thing is set up, like the slot is blocking, the other receiver is blocking. Carson thinks he's getting the ball. He eases up after two or three steps. I think that watching film together, like, look, DK, we get this look right here. We got this playoff. They're going to play you seven yards off in this situation. I'm just going to turn in and get you because these linemen are still getting downfield.
2: Well, but it's, I mean, th- this is a run. And and so funny, you just said check with me. The old days check with me was you would look at a defense and you say, well, if they're overloaded to the left, check with me. I'm going to run it to the right or potentially I could audible to to a pass in this particular play. They got six guys on the line of scrimmage. We we actually if we stayed with the run, it's there. Yeah. And, and, and partly because I think it was Dwayne Brown and a potty did such a good job on this zone um, run coming off. There's a play there. Yep. But he goes, all right, I got a chance here one-on-one. They've got six guys in the box with a middle linebacker. There's seven guys up. I I know that Tyler Lockett's going to block this slot guy. So it's one-on-one. Yeah. And with DK Metcalf, I can get a one-on-one. Maybe the one time he, he, he tackles me for two yards but then i get this 30 which really to me was a touchdown and and that's all it was it's it's the simplest play in the world yeah. right you watch this play this was a run play everything's going to our right the defense excuse me the defense right our left no one knows the ball was thrown except for russell and dk
1: if this was a, a check with me play in 2014 does russell have the freedom to do that
2: Um, yeah, I think he has the freedom. I just don't know if he goes, oh, that horse out there mm-hmm. can go the distance. Yeah. You know, maybe he's throwing it to Bobby in- not? Bobby wasn't with us. That Bobby's point. with me. With D- we, we got, 0-9. uh, who, who we got in 2014? We got Baldwin. Uh, maybe Baldwin's probably inside on the slot. Um, look, DK Metcalf is, if he doesn't. Knock on wood. If he stays healthy, this guy's going to be one of the great ones of all time.
1: He's going to be one of the great ones, and that play just added something to his arsenal. One-yard throw. He can make a guy miss. Goes 32 yards. 32. I'm Paul Moore. He's Michael Buffett. Don't forget Nassie Chobe controlling this whole thing. Coming back, we will go around the NFL right here on Hawks
0: Live. Hawks live every Thursday from 7 to 9 live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: I am Michael Bumpus. He is Paul Moyer. This is Hawks live every Thursday right here on 710 ESPN at 7 o'clock. We are at CenturyLink. And now we're going around the NFL. And the first thing I want to talk about, Paul, uh, the Tennessee Titans, got themselves in a bit of trouble. Uh, They had some guys test positive for COVID and, they're supposed to shut things down, but these men got together and wanted to practice. And I know the public is like, what are they doing? They need to understand it, which I, I understand as well. But you also have to understand, you have to prepare to play an NFL game. This ain't the NBA where you can take two days off, not practice. You have to prep and show up. So I understand why they did it, but they got to follow the rules, though.
2: Yeah, it's not like soccer where you take a month off and go out and play the next day. I mean, you got to actually practice. No, I'm teasing. I love soccer. Um, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. I actually like the sounders. Um, look, I, I just think it's so complicated now. You know, you've been around each other since July, right? And pretty much the only people you've been around is each other. And a couple people test positive, and you want... I remember doing that on a strike. We we all got together. We weren't even supposed to. We were grabbing plays, and we we just wanted to get ready. I mean, that's what you're accustomed to. And I get this is such a different time, and they're young men. You know, I mean, we're all fallible. I I, I believe that in life, you have grace, and you teach, and you there's learn you know learnable lessons along the way. This is one of them, and we're just we've never gone through this before, and it's just one of those. Look, if you guys want to play. It's not about you being sick. Yeah. It's about there's a process today that if you test positive, you have to quarantine yourself. And so I don't know what's going to happen. It would be interesting if they end up having to forfeit. Right now it looks like they're going to play on Tuesday. That throws all kinds of schedules out. It's going to be a weird time.
1: I appreciate Tuesday football. I'll take it Tuesday. I Look, know it Monday, jacks up Monday, Tuesday,
2: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it too. Every day of the week.
2: Especially with, uh, you, uh, you, how your Lakers doing.
1: Hey, championship.
2: Here's my problem. So I'm real quick gonna get go off subject. I okay. Heard you say that. Man, I just I don't know. I don't it how many how many play they got one guy on the team they drafted?
1: Are they wearing, feels, are they wearing yellow and gold? You
2: and I were I I had Laker fans. It are, just feels different.
1: Yeah, it does feel different. I agree. All right. NFL Bears are four and one. I
2: go figure. They just beat Tampa Bay. That's good. By the way, Tom Brady just threw his surface thing and broke it. I <laughs> think he can afford to buy another one. Um, I'm for every great quarterback in the NFC right now to lose. Tom was one of those. <laughs> um, I think we could take Chicago. they got a fantastic defense. You put Foles or Trubisky against Russell Wilson, I'll take that all day.
1: Okay. Aaron Rodgers, your boy. Your favorite quarterback in the league. They are 4-0. They are. They're a problem. You say you don't like his arrogance, his his technique. But the dude has 13 touchdowns, zero picks. He's playing well.
2: Not playing as well as Russell, though. He doesn't. His his, uh, uh, completion percentage isn't as good. His yards per attempt isn't as good. He doesn't have as many touchdowns. Um, His uh, QB rating's not as good. His QBR, I, I think, was a little bit better. Uh, look, I'm just not a fan of them. But the reason why I think they're a problem, they don't even have Jam- or, uh, Jamal Adams out there yet. Yep. Or not Jamal. Uh, uh, our Jamal Adams. Um, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. They don't even have him out there yet. Um, they have a good defense. They're playing really good football. Aaron, is. he looks happy. He's smiling for the first time. He never smiles. I mean, he's <laughs> a guy that I, I really thought hated football. He's just out there playing because he has to. He's actually smiling now. So they're a problem. We need, I, I think 15 and 1 is what the Seahawks are going to have to do if they wow. want home field advantage.
1: All right, all right. Bill O'Brien. Bye fired. bye.
2: About time. He was
1: fired, but his winning percentage is better than any other Texans coach that was before him. Well,
2: I mean, they were an expansion team. There's not a lot of uh, people before him. Here's what I will say about that I, you try to be a GM head coach, it just doesn't work. It's just too much. I, there's just too much going on. I run a business, and. You have to have other people doing things for you. And I only got, you know, twenty some employees. You have that much. You set them up for failure. There's outside of Bill Belichick, there's not been a successful GM head coach.
1: Bill Belichick Pretty good. has a tree of coaches. Yeah. Everyone goes out at some point and does their thing, but no one really has success as a head How, coach. As a head coach. Right. As coordinators, that's different. Right. How much longer does Matt Patricia have him? Detroit
3: he
2: should have a week I, I don't know why they picked him look he's a slob I I'm a big believer in you can't tell your players to be in the greatest shape of your their lives be disciplined and then to walk out the way he does I and I go you haven't earned the right to be a jerk like Bill Belichick and he's a jerk to the media I just, uh, to me, he goes. I I just, he lacks leadership. He may be a great ex, and now I heard he's a brilliant guy. That's fine. There are people who are defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, assistant coaches. To be a head coach, you are managing running a company. He doesn't know how to run that company.
1: Run a company. Dan Quinn, does he know how to run a company? Now, we love this guy. We do. Great years out here in Seattle. But at some point, it's got to start up top. I think this offense is playing well one of the best offenses in the league but defensively it's they're hurting and he is the defensive guy there
2: yeah they should probably at, at, at they should have at least two or three wins um look i like dan he went to the super bowl they should have won it if they had have won it he's got all kinds of grace here right sometimes it's just you need to change and unfortunately as good a coach as he is as well as as much as he's liked as good of a leader he is uh, I think his time is, is coming up.
1: Hawks have a chance to go 5-0 and for the first time oh, in franchise history. Crazy. How wild is that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a 12-4 and 4 year. We were 12-2 and 2 at one point and won eight games in a row. It's pretty special. Um, there have only been two other times. We've been 4-0. You know, that goes back to 2013. So, pretty special. And, and we need it. And here's why. We got Arizona coming up after the bye week. We got them twice. We got San Francisco. We've got the Rams and we've got another tough Buffalo. Yeah. That is a tough five-game stretch. So we better be 5 and 0 cuz there's a chance we come out of this 7 and 3, 8 and
1: 2. 8 and 2. I think I think they can and they will go 5 and 0. Primetime football. You know how the you know the Hawks always get up for primetime. Why not do it against the Minnesota Vikings last time they were here? They got it done. Let's
2: 40 41 keep- 38. Something like that. Dude, who, who won last week's prediction? Your boy. About time. Let's
1: go. So
2: between us, we got all four wins.
1: I don't like the way that sounds Because you got three, I got one. Uh, yeah, we got them. Whatever the math is. We we're but, teammates. Nah, I we're like we're partners. i I'd rather say... I knocked you off your winning streak. Now I'm the top Look, dog.
2: everybody has a supporting role. <laughs>
1: hey, best supporting actor right here? You're it. Best supporting actor. Look,
2: and I get the Oscar for best actor.
1: Okay, yeah. that's good. That sounds we're good. We're both paid well. Hey, as, long as, we, as long as we're paid, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good right. with that. All right, coming up next, we will give you our final thoughts and give you the keys to the Seahawk victory. Coming up next right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live, every Thursday, with my
1: guy Paul Moyer. I am there Michael Bumpus, NASA Choby, controlling this thing.
2: Have you ever wanted to be Paul Moyer?
1: You know, Have you yeah. ever said,
2: you know, you're Paul Moyer? I, you know, once or I'm twice, Michael.
1: I've said that. I you know why once. I say that? Because all I want to do is turn and run on the cover three and go get the rock and intercept what's an interception uh, in the nfl feel like feels Paul good Moore? does it feels good all right cool some cool.
2: feel better than others but you know they're all they're all good even if it's like a tip you know a guy tips it and you happen to be there but my favorite interception we we're playing uh, back then it was the houston oilers okay we're now tennessee titans um <laughs> warren moon is a quarterback and Warren used to do this play. They did the run and shoot back then. And, and Warren would drift to his right
1: mm-hmm.
2: and to pull the safety and then come back left or my defense is right, but his left and throw a, a, it was a post route, but it was where you really couldn't get there as a safety. If you drifted at all, mm-hmm. I worked on that all week. I was ready for, it. I was ready and I'll be darn right, So we're. I think we're up or down by three. There's about four or five minutes left in the game. And he slides to his right, and I, I start to go because it's like, oh, I, it's just a natural thing. Yeah. And also, my brain kicks in. And I go, there oh, no. And, and thank God. I mean, one million nanosecond later, if I don't do it and come back, it's a touchdown. But I do. I come back, pick that bad fella, got my diamond hands right there. Took it down the sideline to about the 40-yard line. We ended up going down, kicking the field, I think, to win the game.
1: Nice. Yeah, it was good. You know what my favorite touchdown was? Give it to me. My only Look, one.
2: Look, everybody
1: has. So not nice. Not everybody has one and, one. and Matt didn't even want to throw it to me. Matt back he, he didn't? He pumped me. He's like, I don't want to give it to that rookie. He looks back. He had no choice but to throw it. Threw it nice and low. Made a catch. Yeah. Boom.
2: I remember I was there. You were there. Yeah, I told Matt. Matt, throw it to the, throw it to the Bump.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, my All right. m-
2: my other two touchdowns, Jason. <laughs> <mount>
1: <laughs> Seahawks, well, flex on me, Paul. What do these guys need to do to win? I to me, it's simple. Dalvin Cook, he's the leading rusher in the NFL. Four hundred twenty-four yards, six yeah. touchdowns. Uh, he's broken twenty-one tackles. They can't let him get loose. Yeah. I think they're they are the number three rush defense in the league for a reason, averaging what, seventy five yards, I believe the Hawks are giving up on the ground. They have to be that defense. To me, it's real simple. Dablin could control them.
2: Yeah, it's it's not the yards per game though that has been impressed for the It's yards per attempt. You know, we, we've done a really good job against the run. I, I think we're we're stout, but we haven't again when you're up two t- double digit points in the fourth quarter and teams are having to throw on you, I, I don't know what that means in the fourth quarter because that's when, you know, it's it's men versus men there, right? Now yeah. it's it's a slugfest. You're tired. So we'll see how we hold up there. But you're right. I think Cook last year, I don't know if he – I think he got hurt in our game last year. So we didn't get a full
1: yeah.
2: um, game with him. He's special. But, man, they are loaded. I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. you got Dalvin Cook, who's one of the best – Not I don't want to say the best. He's one of the top five running backs in the league – this Justin Jefferson, rookie at LSU, special. wide receiver, really special. And the reason why I say that is Adam Thielen was a guy that everybody wor- worried about. Adam looks average versus this Justin Jefferson. And then he's throwing um, Kyle Rudolph as well, great, really good tight end. Where they struggle is in the offensive line. Their guards are not that great. Their center's average. They got a rookie uh, tackle. I think we can get after him. I think we're going to hold up against the run. We better because we we're we're going to have to force the the pass if they throw for 400 yards again we win what's our record against 400 yard passers nine and 0 baby nine and 0 so wh- I'm fine with 10 and 0 and let's go to 5 and 0 in the season
1: the thing that scares me about Jefferson is that it makes Thielen that much better because yep. Thielen had his best games when Stefan Diggs was the guy. Yep. Thielen, he can be a number one, but I feel like he's more comfortable as a number two. And yes. Jefferson leads the team in, in yards, and I think it's going to open up the game for Adam Thielen. So uh, we'll see. And then because they go in there, there are two tight end sets, they play big boy football, two tight end sets, they only have two guys releasing. So that means that we're going to be in our base. I mean, Cody Barton's going to be out there, Mm, KJ, Bobby. We'll see. At least in theory, Mm -hmm. they will be in their base. When you you talk about personnel, two tight end sets, you're going to have your base out there. We'll see what the Seahawks do. If they get into their base, they stay in their base, then I think that's going to be an issue.
2: Okay, so I'm going to throw this at you because I I actually – I I love and hate when a team blocks eight guys up and and throws two wide receivers downfield. I I love it because if if I've got a really smart secondary, I go, okay, this is a no-brainer. (laughs) I mean, guys, once we see this, we lock up. We we just double. We pass this thing off. It's a no-brainer. But you've got to know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, I hate it because they have so much time to throw, and at some point, a really good receiver will find a way to get open. So let's we'll throw it at you. You're 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 coaching this team right now, and they run a lot of two, three man routes. Are you comfortable with the Seahawks playing that type of defense? Base. Uh, it. I'm thinking we're going to be base because they're going to come out in two tight ends. Yeah. Look, third down, we're going to be a nickel no yeah. matter what. But let's let's talk for a second down. Play action, the bootlegs, these two, three. And by the way, we have been susceptible, susceptible to that in the past.
1: Yeah. The reason why I'm okay with it, at least to start. Now, once you get beat, you keep getting beat. You have to adjust. You got to get out of it. I'm okay to start. Because I want guys who can tackle on the football field. I want guys who can get in the box because what they're going to do is they're going to go misdirection, going to motion this tight end to that side. He's going to block the the back end. Dalvin Cook's going to run the other way. They're going to force, as Big Ray would say, with a phone booth boxing match. That's what they want. They want you to stay in that that personnel so you can do that. Now if you bring your little guys out there, then that gives them the advantage. So I think that you have to respect the personnel and come out in that base. But once you see your guys getting getting gashed, then you have to adjust.
2: This this is gonna be a really good test for us moving forward because we have not seen everything's complex. I mean, these are smart coaches, but, I, but a, a complex running game. This is our first one where they're committed to the running game. they got a phenomenal running back. And again, we've got San Francisco that, you know, people say, oh, why can't you stop the run? I go, because it's uh, when you see it on film, it's really difficult. Where's your gaps? They're always moving people. They're pulling people. Uh, the Rams are the same way. This is going to be – if we stop this running game – I'm feeling pretty good. We will make teams one-dimensional moving forward. I
1: mean, you've held Ezekiel Elliott to 34 yards. Todd Gurley didn't get off either. No. Cam Newton didn't get off. Miles Gaskin is Miles Gaskin. His best game was 60 yards this year. If you can control Dalvin Cook. Who's tough. Then you're looking pretty nice.
2: Yeah, because it only takes one with him. You know, if he... You just mess up once on your read. I mean he has a chance to go the distance. I feel really good though with Ste- or with Diggs for us, on I must call him St- uh, Diggs. Um I feel really good with Diggs. Uh he's really good tackler, a yeah. really good football player. We get Dunbar back, Adams back. Now we're playing good team defense. I-, I feel like we again we 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 got one of the best secondaries in the league again.
1: And now offensively, they they started two rookie corners last week. So I feel like Lockett and DK will be able to take care of that. We're hearing from John Clayton, or was it Matthew Caller, who told us that uh, Kendris hasn't practiced this week. Yeah, so now if you, lose, if you lose Kendris, you've lost three starting linebackers for your team this year. That means everything's wide open. you got rookie corners. you got backup linebackers. The playbook should be wide open if that's the case.
2: Yeah, this could be a high-scoring game. You know, it really could be. I, I, Minnesota. I, I'm shocked, and it's partly because their offensive line. Whether I think they're 26th or 7th offensively, um, they're 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 only like, like 350 yards a game. Which again, in the old days, 350 meant something. Today, it's like if you're not within in the 400s, you're you're an afterthought offensively. I, they still have, they, you know Harrison Smith. I think is one of the best safeties in the league. They've got some players there offensively. I already went through all them all. They are skilled. Everywhere. This is a dangerous football team. They got a really good coaching staff. We're going to have to play exceptional. I think it's going to be another high scoring game.
1: All right. So, to close this off, what's the score? I, yeah. <laughs> come on. Come on, three and one. Give me, uh, give me, some, give me a nugget. Th- three and one. I mean, because you've won three and you've right. lost one, too. Well, your my boy. partner
2: had one. but your boy. Well, yeah, as I a guess. team, I'm four and
1: oh. Okay. As a team, I'm four and 2 I'm with that. Right. Okay. We're four and oh. Look,
2: I'm averaging 28. You're averaging th- eight.
1: <laughs> but you're on
2: a winning team, man. You're going to go to the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. Or you're going to win the NBA championship. See how you're going to win. Um, Honestly, I think we're going to win by double digits, Okay, uh, but it's going to be high scoring.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll be a high scoring game. Double digits, I haven't seen it, and when I see it, then I'll start believing in it, but that's just not what the Hawks do. All right, all right that's it. That's all we got, man. We want to thank Matthew Collar, David Moore for joining us on the board. We have Matt Harden, and of course, the guy controlling the show, NASA Chobi. I'm Michael Bowman. He's Paul Moore. Thanks for listening. Hawks Live. See you next week. Hawks Hawks Live, Live.
0: every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Download the 710 Sports app to get breaking news notifications on the Hawks and read the latest analysis on the Hawks at 710sports.com.